Hey Ryan, I am calling you from my Antifa super bunker. And nice. I believe I got the comms. They're clear. I believe the I'm security surprised. code. Uh, I'm what, absolutely, what is the passcode? I uh, uh, I want to say George Soros, but no, it's not George. No, Soros. I think they changed it. I think they changed it. I, I believe it's uh, Gaddafi. Obama is number one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Obama. So, Joe hello Biden. everybody, Joe and welcome Biden, to Juneteenth. Friend. Juneteenth, our fucking new federal holiday. I am very upset about this holiday. Obviously, yeah, I know. Jeez, come on, these <laughs> these uh, goddamn workers. We need to uh, we, we need to start getting we need to start getting rid of holidays. Come on. Actually, I think we need an entire week off when we have a holiday, not a single day, just like an entire week of paid leave. Yeah, how many weeks are in a year? We need like eleven weeks just off. We need more time off. Legit. I, that's true. I think American workers already overworked by in so many respects. But honestly speaking, it's this is, just reminds me that uh, I'm not sure if you paid attention to this, Anthony. I know you've been busy in your life uh, with your various um, legal issues. Escapades. Yes. I, oh, I, oh yeah. well, they don't call me. They, they don't call me slipping Anthony for nothing. But let's talk about, uh, did you see that last time in Memorial Day, Camila Harris got a lot of shit by the right for not um, properly recognizing the holiday because she tweeted, let everybody, you know, have, have, have a great, great fucking have weekend. Great, yeah, yeah, have a great weekend. And then people come out like, oh, how dare you? My, my, like, you know, someone just is not listening to her. They're like, my fucking father, he lost a fucking leg in Korea, he was bombing those fucking communists. You goddamn, you hate America. And it, yeah, and it's that's not basically like... what she was saying. She was basically saying when she wished everyone had ha have a great weekend. What she was really was saying is fuck the American troops. Fuck yeah, them all. That, obviously, obviously, <laughs> especially you know... if you're an injured veteran. How dare you? <laughs> you deserved she, it. She's like, if you're an injured veteran, I'm going to push you down the stairs and laugh at it. You know, I mean, we're it, cutting it, the it, VA benefits. I, I think what was really stupid about this whole thing, it's, as far as I'm aware, nobody uses Memorial Day to go to Arlington Cemetery and, like, sit silently by a fucking grave. Everybody uses the fucking holiday to party and to take time off and de-stress. So, it feels I know, like... I, I saw yeah. a lot of posts on Twitter and LinkedIn by a lot of very, you know, patriots reposting, like, that one image of the woman crying on her husband's uh, grave and be like this is what you should be doing yeah, none of them Memorial are doing it. they're just tweeting at fucking home i mean whoa, whoa, i know it's <laughs> they're tweeting they're tweeting from their barbecue <laughs> party no, that because, they're throwing yeah yeah exactly because let's exactly let's be fucking let's be let's be serious here the reason why uh the the right likes to point at the liberals and say look they're not respecting the troops is because it's trying to portray an image that the democratic party is anti uh soldier anti-american they're a bunch of elitist snobs and they're fucking limited this is like the same line of attack uh republicans have been using against democrats for years it's always based on these cultural issues right it's like look these out of touch elites are drinking wine you know Writing their fancy limousines. Jimbo's, yeah, they don't care about Jimbo's sacrifice. Come on. Yeah, they don't care about Jimbo's sacrifice, about Johnny Six Pack, you know, or any of these people. They're they're just doing now. Of course, it's completely fucking bullshit. And I mean, obviously, I know I would love for them to show a little bit more uh, of this care for what the holiday means for Labor Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's have massive Labor Day marches and fucking <laughs> union drives. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's. That should be a thing next time it's yeah, Labor Day. That, let's all tweet at the Republicans and say, "You fucking better respect the unions." Yeah, respect <laughs> our holiday. Yeah. How dare you? When there's a Republican president, it's like, "Have a great weekend." It's like you, you do not know what the labor movement has done the only for America. You're getting the weekend right now is because of the labor people. You know, labor yeah. unions. All and the then we wave our we communist get... flags. It, it's just it's just it's just silly it's because they don't you know there's there's a big push by both the liberals and the republicans to have us constantly fight each other on cultural issues it's so that, ridiculous too yeah. it's like gone beyond ridiculous uh, it is i mean point. do you see do you, I mean, this just reminds me of when 
the early years of Obama when he went to do like a little folksy thing. He drove he drove down to a restaurant in D.C. and he had a uh, had a fucking hot dog. And he, he, when he was asking the hot dog vendor, you know, for some condiments, he says, do you have any Dijon mustard? And then <laughs> just fucking his, his brain just blows up. He's like, what the fuck? Who puts Dijon? There's no fancy Dijon or Grape Pond, you know. Here, it's just good old fucking Heinz mustard. I mean, this is just this is An just American our... company, not this French bastard who wouldn't support us in our invasion of Iraq. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's just supposed to signal to everyday Americans who are watching Fox News that they're out of touch. They don't care about you. They're elitist snobs, and the culture war he does this mustard you know. that is a dollar fifty more than the normal mustard. That fucking uh, yeah, elitist piece the, of the, shit. It's probably, probably on his hot dog that yeah. is made out of you know pork lips and pork buttholes and you know carcasses yeah. and then, like while he's eating his factory made hot dog, he's putting on fancy mustard. He's so out yeah, of touch. Forty cents more expensive mustard. I mean, the, the it's just we're gonna. It's it's like a lot of me was thinking, okay, after you know, after Trump leaves office, they don't have enough content. I think that really is it. It's like because I see some of the stuff that liberals and conservatives are trying to, you know, pundits trying to post, and it's just so lame. Like that Memorial Day weekend uh, comment, weak. It's It's weak. So weak, and some of, but it's just funny because I follow a few conservative friends. And to see their posts being, uh, you know, they fall, some of them are falling right in line. They're being like, yeah, how dare you, Kamala? These colors don't run because my family loves the military. Oorah, you don't. Yeah, while they're raving the fucking Confederate flag, which is literally a flag of rebellion. I mean, if you want to disrespect the American flag, if that's what you give a shit about, flying the Confederate flag is like saying... Yeah, fuck you, fuck the union, fuck, fuck the states. It's it's you know it's just bullshit, okay? But it stops the it stops people from fu- listen. You're never gonna get everybody in this country to agree on everything, okay? I, I it's know it, it's fu- it's there funny because I don't know so if many you different saw. cultures here. We have so many different cultures here. We're always gonna be at odds. Oh, it's it's like everyone's always shocked that somebody halfway around the country thinks about an issue differently than they do. It's like I can't believe. Somebody else out there has a different way of looking at this than I do, and I find I it can't offensive. believe those West Virginia motherfuckers think differently than They're me. Not. Someone who lives in L.A. just partying yeah. it up. How well, dare they? The, 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 the truth is, in the past, okay, back when humans started out, it didn't fucking matter because there was only 150 people you could have fucking known. It's not like you would know what somebody, although it's not like if you were in a tribe in LA, you would know what somebody in Mississippi was thinking about you. You would never fucking know. You, you didn't know that there was just so much heretical ideas out there that are completely contrary to you. But now with Twitter, we're just subjugated to everybody's opinion about everything. And then I don't know if the human psyche is adapted to handle that kind of stress. That I can't believe there's so many people who think about things differently than I do all the time. A long time ago, a long time ago, if you thought differently than your tribe, okay, you would just be ostracized. You'd, they would kick your fucking ass out, and you would move on and create a new tribe. And you guys would have, ma- make up a new culture, and eventually, somebody would say, hey, I don't like how you wear your fabrics. I like to put it on my head. And they would say, you oh, no. fucker. <laughs> yeah, you, you piece of you, shit. We're going to fucking slather up this fucking stretching rack. Yeah, and, and we are, guy- we're going to we're, we're gonna pull your fucking toenails out, you fucker, for wearing that shawl. That curtain! Those are curtains! Those are <laughs> curtains you're wearing on your head. Respecting the ancestors by putting that on your head, you motherfucker. Yeah. I and mean, it's very, it's very tribe. much... It, it's like uh, that Rick and Morty episode where... The people on the planet, they make them, uh, they they uh, are no longer a one mind species or whatever. They don't have like a unified way of thinking. And it turns out that they're brutally racist and genocidal. Yeah. Because someone has like corkscrew nipples. And other people have like cone nipples. Yeah, start murdering starts, each other yeah. brutally. Just like, yeah. Race motherfucker. But, yeah, yeah, but then you think about <clears throat> during the uh, medieval ages, right? When you would have, I mean, if you really think about what was 
the Catholic. What was the the fucking Inquisition? Or um, they would send an Inquisition to just kill everybody until they try to force everybody to have a homogenous uh, 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 viewpoint. Nowadays, we can't do that. Yeah, there's that book written by Dostoevsky. I can't remember what book, but he basically tells a story about how Jesus Christ literally comes back the second coming in uh, Spain while they're doing the Inquisition. And like all the bishops just brutally murder him because they're like, hey, he's saying heretical things. He's saying, uh, you know, uh, uh, treat your love, love your neighbor and give up your prized possessions. And that is not within Catholic beliefs. And they just fucking torture him. And it's just kind of funny. That's the way in the past you would control you would you would try to enforce at least a little bit of homogen you know of similar thinking among massive groups of people. But today on Twitter, we're all seeing what everybody else is thinking, and we're all acting like we're and fucking any surprised. one person, it, like even if it's one person, one person can literally say something. But it's kind of weird though, where it's yeah. like all leftists get blamed for like one person saying something like stupid yeah oh uh wearing uh, coloring your hair purple is actually uh you know cultural appropriation because this tribe in uh india used to color its hair purple or or lebanon or whatever would color their hair purple from the snails that they found on the shore and that's totally not very woke of you well i think this constant constant desire to enforce everybody view everything exactly the same way is <laughs> it's just a human condition it is completely immune from ideology that's just how humans behave there's certain subject of human behavior uh that likes to try to enforce a kind of orthodoxy among everybody else so anybody who's even appearing a little bit heretical or having a different viewpoint or looking at a thing a different way they're automatically assumed to be suspect and that they're actually, um, they're actually against you or not with you. I mean, we we stopped allowing each other to have. I mean, it's not that we ever did, but th- there is a tendency to not even allow any kind of nuance, any deviation in the master plan. Right? It's like, oh well, these guys see this issue a little bit different. Therefore, they're heretical. Therefore, they should not have. They should be deplatformed. Therefore, they should not uh, be able to voice their opinions. Therefore, they're a full fucking threat and, and a lot of this you can see it in the modern era when you look at things like the the young Turks drama that we have all been experience, uh, experiencing lately where they're having an absolute shit fest in public embarrassment fight with just, Jimmy just, just more leftist fighting I guess you know this, the thing is it's nothing to do with ideology it has everything to do with human behavior we can say oh look we you know we'll never get along but uh, you know humans are I don't know if we're made to be able to just handle unorthodox viewpoints without going absolute apeshit at it. Because we see it as a threat. It's a change. It's different. You know, we want a certain we want certain outcomes to happen. And when as soon as another person expresses unorthodoxal um viewpoints, it feels like a threat to the entire, you know, it's is, is this your way of saying that you're a Jimmy Dorsen and you actually think he's the oh, best absolutely. No, uh, I, voice hey, listen, of reason. I have disagreements. Everywhere. There's not a single fucking person I can agree with 100% in, okay? There's just, it doesn't exist. I get pissed off when somebody I respect or like says something stupid, but I need to remind myself as a human being that we're not all going to be viewing every single fucking problem the same. We're not all going to be... I, people are going to be able to voice opinions that are not exactly like mine on issues. So... It, I, I think the, the nuance has to be if somebody's really out there trying to, you know, be a paid polemicist, if you will, then that's an issue. But somebody like like this Jimmy Dore, Anna Kasperian, a shit show, it, it, it all comes because it has to do with whether or not the Young Turks is progressive enough. Are they lefty enough? Are they? Are they? What do you think? Are they sincere enough? I don't frankly know. There's a lot of allegations I mean, being hurled on them, right? You have Jimmy Dore coming out and saying, well, there are a bunch of paid shills. They have $20 million being paid for them by a Hillary Clinton uh, fucking contributor. So therefore, everything they say is suspect. You should listen to them. And let's be honest. Jimmy Dore is not doing this for any reason. He wants their audience, right? This I isn't know. Jimmy Dore, yeah. uh, he's probably my least favorite of commentators on the left. He's think fucking he's, annoying. That's his issue. He, okay. I think he he's is, trying to get clout right now, but 
Yeah, it's unfortunate though because I think he might be a door to being a leftist for some people that maybe aren't as uh, big into reading old Bush, uh, old books from Russia in the 1800s. You know? Yeah, yeah, which of course everybody should do. But but if you look yes. at the Jimmy Dore thing, Anthony, read Kropotkin. There we go. <laughs> but when you yes. look at Jimmy Dore, there, okay. He's being accused of being a grifter, right? Like he's only doing this for his career. He's only doing this to make money and clouds care about anything. He's a little grifty. I don't know. He, he's well, a little he do- grifty. I'm throwing but, shade. But, but, All but right, I'm public is, with it. But the truth is, who gives a shit? Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's, this is like people are acting surprised that a person online is doing it for anything else other than altruistic reasons. I mean, no fucking shit. Okay. It's not like Glenn Greenwald goes out there and tries to get clout just because he, you know, he's trying to push some kind of, he's like a, a political purist that's trying to accomplish some. All of these motherfuckers who have podcasts, YouTube channels are mainly doing this because they want to be able to get clout, get money, get famous. They're not doing this because they truly even believe Chapo? in anything. Well, I mean, I think Chapo kind of fell into success, right? I don't know if they even thought they're not people who did this to become successful. They're kind of from my from my reading of them. They're kind of people who were just popular on Twitter, just fucking around, shooting off mean tweets. They got a huge following. They decided to go make a podcast and all of a sudden, boom, they're fucking hugely popular and they don't even know how to use their platform in a way that's extremely meaningful. And a lot of the time they're just trying to, you know, like I think their intent is good. They're, they, they, what about us? Are we well, cloud chasers? Listen, we don't have a big enough audience to give a shit about any of this, okay? We're just, we can speak as honest as we want because we don't have anything. It doesn't cost us anything, right? Until we, we get a few fans, a couple thousand until, fans, until, then, yeah, and then yeah. we're going to have to be very careful. Yeah, but right now we can just be completely fucking honest because I'm not doing this for monetary gain. You're not doing this for monetary gain. We're mostly doing this because we think we should educate people about politics and have uh, interesting conversations. It has nothing to do with and, and generate some parasocial relationships. You know, have some people that like me and feel like they know me. Well, that's your that's your that's your personal reasons. Okay, we can oh, get into that well, later. You have a lot of issues here, but <laughs> but but this you know this this constant. Uh, oh my god, this person doesn't have the exact same viewpoint on this issue that I have. How dare he? He must be a simp. He must be a fucking... So do you think it's a big deal that, uh, you know, the Young Turks took $20 million from a Clinton operative or whatever you would call it? If I were in their seat, I would have never made that deal. Okay, because it puts you up to and put it makes you suspect right they're not the only people and what are they 20. getting for that money too well they're, I, I do, well, they're getting huge know. they're getting a fat paycheck and if you don't think 20 million dollars doesn't buy some influence you're fucking crazy i mean uh, they threw 100 million dollars at seth rogan he has 100 percent. it came with strings attached despite what he fucking tells you okay that absolutely there are they there threw 100 million dollars at seth rogan yeah joe rogan oh my god I always oh, get them. Yeah, Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Him and his fucking podcast empire. Uh, Joe Rogan. If you don't think that comes with strings attached, you know, you're delusional. Obviously, they're going to have some kind of control over his show. Same with what happened in The Hill recently. You remember The Hill? You remember those two? Yeah. Crystal and Sager? Well, I know. They started their own show now. Yeah, because they, like they, got, they got sick of the influence. Sweet. They got sick of the influence and they recognize that if we're just being paid by viewers, we can say whatever the fuck we want. Chapo in the same way. Honestly, at the end of the day, the only people that matter to them is their audience, you know, which I'm their audience. I'm sure you're their audience. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really they don't have some kind of million dollar hedge fund hedge fund guy spending them. I mean, Glenn Greenwald. For as God's far as sake. we know. As far as we know. I mean, other than George Soros and all the normal people that give you, yes. give us cash with no strings attached. But yes. y- y- you ask yourself something like Glenn Greenwald when he left, uh, when he started The Intercept, you know, Amudiar gave him a hundred fucking million dollars or some, some ridiculous amount of money to start The Intercept. Probably I don't think he saw it as a, you know, a check on Western power. I imagine. I don't know. I don't know. But he did. He funded his fucking show and he get I mean, he's funded his fucking uh platform and gave him hundreds of millions of dollars. You have all these right wing billionaires funding um Dave Rubin, uh Ben Shapiro, uh Jordan Peterson. You know, th- there are expectations that they don't piss off the people who fund them. They're not completely oh, just yeah, continue my son and do whatever you want. All I'm saying is that the constant fighting between Jimmy Dorr. Yeah, I mean, let's be let's be true. Let's be honest. 
A lot of this fighting is only happening because um, Young Turks is having a very difficult time keeping to their viewership because a lot of the country has I moved further left. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that the Young Turks used to be spicy uh, maybe in the Obama years or before that, but now it's pretty much like they're tame. Get you, yeah, yeah they, they're tame now. We we won't, we need them to have like a fucking communist hammer and sickle or something appear in the background well, or well, have someone say like, "Oh, abolish private property" or something like that. Yeah, and they're not. They're not. They're not that radical. You know, they're not radical at all. So they're having an issue with trying to get a fucking a seed in the media landscape. And the same with um, Jimmy. I mean, J- I mean. So Jimmy Dora, I don't even know. He's trying to be a comedian. Well, he gets, he does get legitimately interesting people on his show. I will give him that. I mean, I've seen fucking Chris Hedges go on his fucking show. He gets Richard Wolf. He gets Shomsky a number of times. I, so, so he at least brings interesting people on his fucking show. And I think with the whole entire country moving more to the left and, you know, some to the extreme, you, you're starting to get these really weird, uh, populist like tucker carlson coming out you know who right now is extremely popular and extremely influential and i know a lot of people who watch the show I'm oh talking, i know he, he yeah. is the most popular yes and he had and, and if you look at his message he's not like bill o'reilly he's not like sean hannity he comes off as this kind of right-wing populist he's all a lot of the cultural stuff he's some, on the right some end. people would maybe say nazi i don't know right-wing populist is pretty uh well i think yeah, i think sure. that's i think that's the issue right i mean i think that's what's scary about him is that he uses left-wing rhetoric to basically justify his uh sorry he's left left he, he critiques capitalism from almost a left-wing perspective he brought a guy on that basically said Oh my God, Jeff Bezos and permanent capital is going to make us all serfs, and we're all going to be renters. I know. I, I know. That's what's shocking. He's like BlackRock and permanent capital is acquiring, killing the American dream. They're they're, they're going to make us serfs. We're all we're going to be a nation of renters. Yeah, and that's a very left wing approach to attacking but, these issues. Yeah, but then he switches it up real quick, and he's like, these billionaires and. And BlackRock and and capitalists who impose their left wing ideas of yeah. gay marriage and uh, yeah. drugs and uh, uh, open borders. So they have to, you know, also say that they're secret communists that are running the, you know, owning all the capital. Obviously, well, it's 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 trying to basically say it's trying to link um, being in- economic insecure to left-wing social issues right by basically saying look um it's true that these guys are parasitic it's true that we don't like them it's true what they're doing is harming the economy but listen environmental regulations are also fucking uh the reason that this is happening because the the these the these permanent capital class is using environmental regulations to make it harder for small business people to start a business they're shoving down their elite liberal values down our throats you know, so so it, it's going right in social issues <laughs> and go, and using left wing re- rhetoric against um, to rouse up to rouse up people, but at the same time putting their abortions on us. Y- yes, forcing us to have abortions, whatever. But at the same time, what's terrifying about this, okay, is that obviously Tucker Carlson has no fucking ambitions to change the system to make it work for normal people. Okay, no, he grew up as a rich kid. He, uh, yeah, you know, but even uh, had but even then, dollars so, when he was a teenager. Yeah, but that not necessarily means that you're, you know, you can never have interest with poor people, True. right? A well, lot but of, but I mean specifically to him. You yeah, know, but if you look, if you look up, you know, like what you can uh, Buchanan, uh, Kropotkin, uh, you look at Gan- not, yeah, Gandhi, you look at Karl uh, Marx's uh, buddy Engels, Bu- yeah, Buddha, you look at Engels, yeah, you look at all these people. So it's so I wouldn't put that necessarily as the issue, although. He is definitely aware of class issues. I, I think it's the fact that the problem Ronald with Ronald McDonald, he left him out too. He's a known, very well known, very, very known commie. But yeah. the, the the thing about okay, the thing about right wing populism is that it's always aim. I mean, it's going to be cynically used to oppose regulations, oppose any kind of economic ways to actually solve any issues for anybody because that's not what they're interested in. They're basically trying to suck up a lot of the frustration with the system and dissipate it into becoming absolutely going nowhere useful. Well, it's I think like- also, you know, it's uh, there's a specific 
shift of many of the working class Republicans who are now talking about, you know, the economy of like, oh, it's, you know, wages are low. It's hard to get by. They're they're making concerns that are, you know, worker, worker, worker you know, from their class, you know, from their class. So I think the Republican Party has duped these people for so long that they need to switch up the messaging to keep them voting Republican. Uh, because a lot of Republicans uh, are are definitely recognizing the inequality. Yeah, they're suffering the too. Yes. There are a lot of them are suffering in this country, and they're not getting ahead. They're you know they're getting completely kicked in the shin every single fucking second they get. So their material reality and then they is keep going voting to help. For Trump being like, yeah, he'll, well, because I think they legitimately thought Trump is going to help them out. You know, the, the, they thought they thought Trump is going to make the economy hum for them. So he. He signal. You see, why the right attracts these people? Okay, is because they signal to them a lot of the left left wing economic anxiety issues. Like you're never going to own a house. You're going to be a serf. You're going to be left behind. All these things that you know are happening to millions of Americans. Like, and they are feeling that. But where the left kind of alienates a lot of these uh, white working class, if you will, is by social issues because these people are completely fucking you know different. They don't understand why the flag is not being celebrated or the fucking um uh, or or people questioning marriage or trying to say hey maybe there maybe we maybe there are more than one gender and you shouldn't be <sighs> you shouldn't <sighs> be getting upset or pissed off yes. just because your son or your daughter has different ideas than you do. That doesn't make a lot of sense to them. These people are already socially on the right so they're just getting frustrated confused and angry at that and the only people who's also signaling to them that will help you with your economic anxiety issues is the right you know dicker carlson does this masterfully every single day on this fucking show it is concerning though because you know they've changed up this messaging but this messaging uh, you know i'm sure you read that book about the rise of nazi germany you know this is and and it feels it's so cliche to compare things yeah, but there's so many interesting analogs here, right? Yeah, like, like really, that's, that's really. why it's terrifying. Yeah, because you know a big thing of fascism is uh, they like, for example, Mussolini. He was a leftist before he became a fascist. Uh, that's for many fascists. So you know, some of them sometimes start out as leftists and then make the switch all the way to the other side. Um, and yeah, what's interesting likes, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Adolf Hitler, when he was, you know, giving speeches, he was basically saying, oh, we're going to, you know, protect workers' rights. And the, it was literally called the, the Workers' Party. It was the National, what, what was it, the National Socialist Worker Workers' Party or something like that. Uh, and they were talking to their economic concerns, basically saying, hey, we're just like the socialists, except where we also are very nationalist and think Germans are better than everyone else. And that's like... Uh, you know, the the rural Germans from Prussia were like, yeah, I like the cut of this guy's jib. Jews are uh, are ruining Germany. Maybe maybe we should kick him out. But also I need a good health care and a secure job. And uh, that's what's kind of concerning about Tucker Carlson is is he switching up this messaging and doing the same thing? Is he going for. Um, yeah, and and like you're, and you know, and let's talk about the other parallels in in the 1930s uh, with today is that in the 1920s too is that both times are going through extreme economic anxiety. People were not really sure if they were gonna um, be able to economically make it because a lot of people were being left behind, and that message was very resonant with a lot of people, right? And made them feel like, okay, the, here comes a leader. He's gonna take care of us. He's gonna hug us and love us and, and he's celebrate. A strong and celebrate leader, us. and and then uh, yeah. you know, like this is basically exactly what uh, fascist demagogues do: is they basically say all the good left wing rhetoric, maybe sprinkle in some racism and bigotry, and uh, then they ally themselves with the the elites and basically say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna crush because they, they, they don't give on a, they, they only care about fucking power. If you look at if you look at the lives of a German citizen. Uh, prior to World War II, and then you know during the Nazi era and after, it's not like their life got better. You know, maybe they at, at the beginning they had some gains, but overall they got fucking destroyed. They lost their country, they lost their houses, they had no union representation, they were overworked, they were sent their kids to die, their old men to die, and themselves to die, finding endless wars. You know, this always leads to destruction because people like Tucker Carlson 
doesn't care about anything else other than maintaining his power and class, okay? He doesn't give a flying fuck about making life better for the average American. Average Americans are just getting kicked in the teeth, and increasingly so every single fucking year. And it doesn't really look like there's any way to resolve this issue, right? It doesn't look like there's any real push. I mean, we're starting to see an increase in the minimum wage. So the Democrats are, like, hinting at it, and they're backing off. They're talking about getting rid of student loans. They're hinting at it. I know. At they're it, they're, they're, they're literally going to back off $15, $15 minimum wage for Which so is not many even years. Enough. And I know it's not even enough anymore. It's like it's going to be raised to fifteen dollars minimum wage. Once seven twenty-five an hour is, uh, it's the same value as that by after inflation. Yes, so you're basically going to get nothing, right? It's 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 fucking, it's fucking crazy. But what do you say to the people that you know? Oh, Tucker Carlson is actually a leftist. You know, people do believe that. There are a lot of people that believe that Tucker Carlson is sort of a leftist. Well, because he tact he tactfully. Okay, uh, he tactfully winks at the left. Okay, I, it is possible possible that this guy might be thinking about running for president one day. I mean, he he gets a bunch of he gets Glenn he Greenwald. Gets, in his he, I know that's yeah. what I was about to say. Glenn Greenwald pointed to him. He gets a lot as, of shit oh. for going on his show, by the way. But I'm th- I, I which I think is fucking stupid because at least he gets to reach the audience and talk to the audience for at least a little bit. It's good to hear at least somebody fucking talk to them from the other side. But, I mean, the concern is if the economic issues in America do not get solved within the coming decades, we're going to lead to much more uh, people. We're going to lead to fucking nationalists and ultra-nationalists and fascists getting more and more popularity, okay? Because these people are not going to just idly sit by while the vast majority of Americans are getting their ass ass kicked in by the fucking economy are not going to idly stand by for decades while just increasingly destroying their uh income mobility in future and there's no real path forward to i mean i think we saw that with you know the election of donald trump in january 6th it's uh you know things are clearly heating up and i I do wonder because i'm sure you've noticed you know listening to other leftist content like since joe biden's become president you know the conversations and stuff. Uh, you know, not a lot's going on. Like the, the you know, the, the 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 flame is not burning so much. But I don't think so. This always happens. That, this always yeah, happens. The now. simmering is happening underneath, though, that we just aren't hearing about it. But I think right now, uh, the same way uh, people were simmering for Obama, I think there's a simmering going on while Joe Biden, you know, Grandpa Joe, is uh, in power. Well, you definitely I, see I am that. wondering, you know, what's going to happen next election. Listen, we, we, we always have a kind of interesting phenomena that happens in American politics. If a person is elected as a liberal, you see a lot of people increase on the right. You get a bunch more radical right people. If, if a radical person like Trump becomes president, you see much more radicalism on the left. There's always like a kind of correction in our country where... Whatever the party is in charge, the most vehement activists occur on the other side. I mean, part of this has to do is because a lot of the people who are going to be activating people during the Biden administration is going to be um, the Republican Party. They're the ones who are going to be like, you know, get excited, get excited. This guy's destroying the country. Get excited, get excited. Well, the liberals are going to be like, brunch, brunch, motherfucker, brunch. So they're not going to be excited. They're They're just not getting mobilized because people are much more mobilized against a threat than they are against uh, a status, keeping the status quo at work. And, for and them. the really important core of the Democratic Party is that liberal, you know, middle manager, you know, guy that, you know, has a family and works at some nice corporation. He's very woke. He uh, has gay friends. Uh, he even has a black person that's a friend. He, uh, he's the lawyer for the, uh, in, in the legal department. Um, and that kind of person, you know, they're, the system works for them. So yeah. they are very happy when there isn't so much infl- inflammation of Trump literally just saying the most outrageous shit like, you know, all the yeah. the people coming over the border, they're rapists, they're murderers, and they're going to come and take your white children away from you. Uh, yeah, they prefer when there's yeah. an Uncle Joe, you know, who's just like, oh, I've just, uh, uh, you know, talking about corn pop and... Uh, 
the time when I used to lifeguard in a black neighborhood and boy, old Americana from the seventies. Don't you remember well, that time? It's, it's because in a lot of the liberal areas, which are basically affluent suburbs of metropolitan areas, they're doing okay, right? They're fine. They're making money. The economy is working for them. They're being richly rewarded. So they're not exactly worried about, they don't have economic anxieties as a lot of the working class people, especially the brown working class, the, uh, the uh, the white working class, all these people have more issues with the economy because things are not working for them. Things are kind of falling apart. There's you know an opioid epidemic. There's uh, poor access to education. There's failing infrastructure. There is uh, shitty access to the internet. There so, is so uh, yeah. So do you see Tucker Carlson? You know, is it a good thing that he's talking to using this left wing rhetoric or is it a bad sign? You know, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think it increases consciousness. Uh, I think that's the important part. It makes people start thinking about ways to actually improve uh, the economic situation they're in that doesn't have to do with just an individualistic way where they're thinking about, oh, I need to just better up my life. I need to just have the gym more and read hit the books more and I'm going to be fine. It kind of says that there's broader systemic issues at play here that it's, that's affecting the reason why your kids are fucking, you know, uh, doing opioids. Living at and, home still. And, you're have, and you can't afford to, you know, you can't afford to go for your fucking medical treatment. It, you know, there's, there's, there's bigger systemic reasons here. It's not just because, you, you know, you didn't just do the right moves in life. You're, you're a result of your environment. And that's it's good that he's raising the issues. But the real fear here is that can he channel that energy into a political movement that equal that creates a, a, a repressive force for actual gains in economic and social issues with the guise that it's actually good for them? You know, like, like it's a kind of, of bullshit, if you will. Um, support us we'll make your life better like kind of like trump while he gets into office and into power and he does absolutely nothing to help them he actually undermines them destroys them makes life worse for them signs any bill whatsoever that can make it worse for them you know so so it seems like we're pretty much that path uh testing Uh, your mic went a little bit low sorry there yeah. Oh, we lost you for a bit. Are you back? Yes. Uh, okay, I was going to say, it seems like every single uh, president now after Joe Biden is just going to be some type of movie star, social media person, or, you know, you know, the guy that uh, runs the Twitter account of like Purple Hippo or something like that. For all we know, he might be the next Democratic nominee. You know, well, it's, it's, yeah, it seems like, you know, Tucker Carlson, but, but the, the, is the, he going to run for president? He really, he the really, important really might. thing to say is that when these, when these people get into office, nothing fundamentally changes, right? Because even presidents in this country are very reluctant to actually use their office in any meaningful way to improve the lives of normal, uh, working class people and helping this country because they are also being hamstringed and, um, attacked by permanent capital which is capital which is the new word of the month i guess but i I, anthony i do want to talk about two more issues and um which i find very interesting um one i do want to talk about have you seen this that biden is thinking about pivoting missile defense systems to asia so yeah i uh i was pretty i'm not too surprised because i know the liberals wanted to counter china on the global stage. I think Trump really sped up that process. But yeah, just a few days ago, uh, Biden decided to pull out six six or eight missile defense systems out of the Middle East, and they're pulling some troops out as well. Uh, and they're going to rearrange them more towards uh, Asia. Which, yeah. you know, I, I guess what? Is America just done with the Middle East now? They're like, ah, oh, whatever, fuck it. Well, it's not as, the priority of the Middle East is not as important as countering China. China is a much bigger issue, right? So it's like, Middle East is important, but China is actually moving their muscle a lot, and America does want to start um, controlling them because they're a little bit too independent for our. Um, our liking so it's definitely you were definitely seeing a lot of movements to uh, position more and more of our military assets uh in the east against china this is why a lot 
Like all of a sudden, every single politician cares about the Uyghur issue. You know, something they, which is laughable to think that a bunch of our politicians care about uh, minorities being oppressed. You know, <laughs> I especially mean, Muslim minorities. Yes, after bombing, after you bombing know, and maiming. A couple months ago, they were cheering. They're like, yeah, get them. Get them. I, ha- I even have fucking conservative friends who are, I know are... Do not uh, like it, Muslims. And they're like, how, how, dare they? how dare they fuck around with the Uyghurs? I'm like, please. It tell you how fake it is. Yeah, yeah, you don't give yeah. a fuck but about It also Uyghurs. tells you how much cognitive dissonance they have that they can just switch on a dime from being Islamophobic as fuck to... Uh, giving a shit about the Uyghurs. I even I think Sam Harris has also had some of his episodes like giving concern about the Uyghurs or Uyghurs. So <laughs> did <laughs> so so not, so not funny. <laughs> not a time yeah. to laugh. So did um. So did um. What's the, what's that lady that went on Joe Rogan that called um. Uh, Bashar Al-Assad. No, not Kenneth Owens. It was it was another one. She was like a giant Israel apologist. Who went on Joe Rogan and she started like lamenting about why does everybody care about Israel when why don't we care about the Uyghurs? And it's like, yeah, because I'm I'm sure in your private time you really give a fuck about minority rights. Like, well, you know, this is obviously uh, this is obviously just trying to gen just up point the finger at, at America, China, yeah. like look what they're doing and deflect blame. Listen, Tuck of um, Trump clicked the generate cast a spell eye button a little bit too early. So now the liberals are like, oh shit, he he already started the 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 cast a spell eye ticker started kicking in, so we need to go in and fucking uh but it's continue. Just weird though, like, you know, the Cold War, you know, I, I know we all missed that time. You know, it was great when we were under threat of nuclear annihilation. But, you know, the Cold War versus now, whatever this is gonna turn into, like it wasn't like we had the Soviet Union just making all our shit and sending it to us. Like, no. well, how the hell is this going to work if China literally produces all the shit we make? I mean, yeah, and, and you see this. You see this in elite circles. There's a huge policy d- divide about China. Half of the elites are more than happy uh, on how much money they're making from the Chinese that they don't really give a flying fuck about. You know, they don't want to do a trade war. You saw the Koch brothers and uh george soros unite and make a think tank dc i think they call it the adam smith think tank um oh, great. <laughs> policy center something like that and it's supposed to promote free trade is because there's a certain segment of the police that at least they don't give a shit they don't want to they have no interest in fighting they, a trade war with well, china and that, that well that's what's interesting is you know the elites a lot of elites don't give a fuck about the united states like they're not even nationalists at, at the well, the, well, they only like, they yeah. only care about making they only care about their gains. They're making a fucking killing from the imbalance in the trade, so they don't give a shit. They don't want to upset the apple cart. They're happy pocketing. Yeah, and they see themselves mostly as internationalists, where they can go and like buy a house in Geneva, buy a house in London, the hangout, you know, on the fucking Sorbonne, they vacation in you know Nice, France, or Monaco. yeah. They, they don't they don't they don't they don't care about this. America is just kind of like a private army. They can send around to enforce their um capital you know to protect their capital interests in countries that are volatile they don't they don't care they don't care but america you know the government does act sometimes you know at least with a what is better for the overall business environment not just one business so yeah maybe walmart benefits off fucking china uh with a trade imbalance but does facebook does um apple you know apple does uh does facebook does google <laughs> oh god they all benefit <laughs> oh no not so much people like facebook google our telecommunications industry and all, uh, all these and people also because... national security that's the thing too is it's a threat to our hegemony like uh you know uh it, it wouldn't be a good idea to have our, all our uh 5g networks all uh made out of chinese tech because the fear yeah. would be, oh, maybe the Chinese have some type of backdoor, or you know, yeah, maybe they but, shut but, down. So to our be power fair, Anthony, that, that, Anthony, that's all bullshit. Uh, you know, I, I don't believe that. I what I really I'm believe. I'm not saying whether it's true. I know you're saying what they I'm, say. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. saying that's what I'm sure. I I know that many of them do believe that's you know. I, I, I think, and, and I think you can agree with. I think you can agree with me that some of these people in power are very. Uh, 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 what's the word when you're uh, you're scared? 
they, paranoid. They, uh, many, yeah, he's a very paranoid, and I think. Well, that's okay, listen. To find. Just, just, just Google one. Just Google when you're free. What is America's chief experts? Okay, like what are we actually Boy. expert? <laughs> okay, I, I mean, I mean, like more than one, Anthony. I'm not talking about like our number uh, one expert. Cars? No, we don't export. Okay, actually, trucks. no, we do. We, we, we do. We, we do export a lot of cars, but you'll see one of them as telecommunications. Okay. The reason why we want the telecommunications weapons. industry there we go weapons, weapons. too. But the, the, there's a reason why our telecommunications industry wants to suck up all the contracts for bu building up five G networks because that's billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars that we're going to get from overseas countries that are going to be coming to us if we get those contracts. China can do it cheaper, okay? And they can they can do it cheaper, and quite frankly, their tech looks better. And it doesn't have the insane markups that we're putting in our tech when we do our contracts. So they have a so there, there's a very economical interest about why our government doesn't want um, China to have those hundreds of billions of dollars worth of contracts in the future, and it should go to American our capitalists. Similar with the fucking TikTok fiasco, where a lot of it really was Facebook. At least it appeared from an outside perspective that Facebook was trying to pressure the Trump administration to stop TikTok because it was competing against them, and they couldn't buy it. In the same way they bought WhatsApp and they bought Instagram and they bought all these other fucking um, things. And it was like, these and, guys and are now gonna... every social media yeah. site is just copying TikTok now. Yes. Just, yeah, it's on Reddit too. It. Yeah, Reddit's yeah. adding it. Freaking every single social media site's like, oh, we yeah. also have TikTok. Yeah, because they don't, they don't want competition. You know, that's like the biggest fucking stupid myth they, they beat into your head in business school, especially in economics. It's like, oh, every economics and competition is good, you know, and it's something that fosters innovation. Truth is, nobody, no fucking capitalist wants to have uh, competition. They want to have fucking um, monopolies, right? That Because they want to be able to... Yeah, if they could boil all the water on Earth and have one spot where you would have to buy water and they could charge $50 do it in a heartbeat. Bottle, they would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. In a heartbeat. Easy. Easy money. Easy money. It's like there's even some evidence that suggests that if you see a, well, if you see one hedge fund or private capital group that owns money in two different airlines that are quote-unquote competition with each other, by some miracle, those, those airlines start not competing against each other. I don't. Uh, how does that happen? You know, it's just the magic of markets. My fucking ass. I think we're all old enough to know that if if you if you have significant stakes in two fucking companies, you're not going to use. You're not going to say, "Yeah, boys, uh, let 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 the Duke money it compete." Out. Duke yeah. it out. No, spend your no. money trying to fight each other. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. And you saw this. So there's a lot of experts that America does care about, and a lot of the quote unquote. I mean, look, we just had a huge fight between Bo Boeing and Airbus. You know, it's not like all of a sudden we don't trust the Europeans to make fucking airplanes. It has it had to do with trying to protect Boeing, which is one of our chief experts from the competition of Airbus and punishing Airbus for being subsidized by the state. Which so, is so how, 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 are, how is the U.S. going to counter China? I'm a little confused. Well, why, what they want to uh, what they want to do, Anthony? Know, I know they're they're threatening by like trying to like put some some military hardware well, okay, on their we, shores and be like, we, better watch out, bud. We have. We have core exports that we protect at all costs, okay? Because it gives us at least, it may, you know, like, you know, our tech uh, industry, our fucking uh, bio food. industry, our food industry. So we try to protect that from other countries as much as possible because we don't believe in free markets and we never have believed in free markets. Uh, especially free markets means you're not allowed to stop me from exporting my stuff into your country. It doesn't mean for America that we can't stop you from competing with our stuff. It's just it's just a it's just a bullshit uh, thing. But how is America trying to counter China? Now, what they're trying to do is basically force a bunch of countries to get into these massive giant trade agreements that basically says we're gonna make ourselves an internal recycling system that excludes China from our trade. So American, uh, so Americans can trade their more expensive products to these countries and have them buy it without fear of the Chinese coming in and undercutting them. And they'll protect their investments from Chinese in investors and protect their companies from Chinese investors. That's what the TPP and the TPP, other TPP, was for, the transatlantic and the transpacific um, yeah. partnerships. They were supposed to protect... America was trying to gobble up the Pacific and gobble up the Atlantic and make them both into kind of uh, economic blocks and completely block out China from both. 
didn't go as planned. They kind of fell apart. But America's still trying to do that and, you know, probably try to resurrect it into another thing. That's one way you counter China. It'll limit Chinese ability to export and be productive. Chinese exports will become more expensive and make a bunch of European and American companies um, uh, can more easily compete on par with, uh, with, with what China does. So that's one way you do it. That's why we're going to Vietnam right now. And right now, we're, this Vietnam is a huge secondary the, the communist uh, country of vietnam now we're yes. like eh, you know hey what's up yeah there's a lot of factories talking about moving to vietnam i bet you that new patriot systems is going to somehow end up in vietnam china's trying to exert its influence in vietnam and america's trying to well vietnam its... and china have been you know historic rivals so, yes you know vietnam's probably the perfect partner to protect yeah. you know uh, guard against uh, chinese influence yeah, and it's it's Vietnam, it's Japan, it's Indonesia, it's um, it's uh, Australia, it's the Philippines, it's South Korea. You know, all these countries in the periphery of China is what America's trying to um, uh, put into a giant al military alliance against Asia, and then use that to make an economic recycling uh, situation where they're. Is it gonna work? That's a tough question. I mean, can you think senile Biden can pull it off? We'll see. I don't know. I, I definitely I I have very well, low faith in our leaders, to be completely honest. Well, you have to remember that there's a lot of soft power America has that China doesn't even have fucking close to. A lot of generals in a lot of countries got their military education in America. They all have a lot of uh, contacts with the American military establishment. A lot of these countries that are internally repressing their people in the Pacific are also living off American credit and living off American good graces and living off American intel and living off American military supply. So a lot of these countries are already kind of in America's sphere of orbit, right? They're not exactly... And a lot of these countries are fucking scared of China, okay? What about, like, Duarte, though, in the Philippines? Didn't he kind of just say, like, hey, fuck you, uh... America, we're, yeah, we're we'll see where that goes. Align. I mean, we'll we'll see where that goes because Philippines have always uh, kind of been an American colony. We'll see if that actually yeah, leads to anything. They might get a we get a CIA bullet in his head. A, lo a lot of that really is honest. also just to just to appear popular and strong to his own audience. You know, we, is there any actual policy differences that he actually? You know, that's where you have to actually look. Is he actually doing anything beyond mere words? You know, that's just you know Nixon used to say. I, Nixon used to tell his own fucking uh, party that run against me if you have to do whatever it takes to win, you know, just win. And I know, you know, the party can say anything rhetorically. The thing is, is he doing any policy? Is he taking policy positions that actually, I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Could I know? You know, but America does, <laughs> America does not want to lose its telecommunications experts, its military experts and its fucking um and then the coronavirus is also a big wake-up call for, uh, you know, uh, I, I know for a fact that the United States oh, is trying shit, to build up. Oh, we should have talked about that. What? Uh, what the, whole lab leak, the whole lab leak thing. I think we talked about that oh, last, last yeah, episode. No, no, we, we can. Okay, so did you hear Jon Stewart went on Steve Colbert yes. Yes. and talked about the lab leak? Uh, yes. And he was talking about it as if, and, and there isn't really concrete evidence to say that it's true or not. No, and, and a lot of this, you see, the problem is when you know we're jetting up war against China, okay, we don't, know, we, we, we don't know anymore what the fuck is true or not. We don't know if this is just another, our China bad, look at them, let's, you know, let's all create popular anger against, you know, nobody, when China was and just the lab leak theory implicates us, because the lab was an international project. Well, the Russian, the, the, the conservative version of it, but I'm sure the liberal version of it is going to completely say we had no power over it, we had no control. So I'm sure they're going to find a way. The conservatives are using this to blame the Democrats and make them look like they're in, in collusion with the Chinese. The Democrats are going to make a lab leak uh, argument, if they do, that's going to completely exclude them from any fault and say it was completely China's. Okay, the two of them have reasons to point at this issue and say it's an issue. The Democrats are doing it to gen up anger against the Chinese, while the Republicans are doing it to say Trump deserves no blame for what happened. It was a Democrat plot, you know. John Seward, everybody's uh, applauding him for going on and saying, "Oh, Wuhan was lab leak." But truth is, you know, he's part of the Democratic establishment. He has yeah, I know. I think a lot of young leftists who maybe got their uh, start watching Awakening. the Daily Show, yeah. yeah. 
uh, maybe think that John Stewart's a little bit more less than he actually is. Yeah. Well, look, I, I ask anybody listening to this to do one simple thing, one simple, one simple uh, research. Okay, go pull up John Stewart's ratings during the um, Bush years. You can see he was fucking through the roof. Okay. Then look at John Stewart's ratings during the Obama years. It fucking it's it's still high, but it starts declining real rapidly. It's because he. He used his platform to mercilessly attack Bush, and that convinced a lot of Americans that, oh, this guy speaks truth to power, does, you know, he's a heroic figure, and as soon as fucking uh, Obama gets into office, the guy's doing interviews, saluting him, you know, going to his parties, dancing with him, you know, massaging him. It's just being like, oh, man, you are one cool guy. And if you guys paid attention, you might know that uh, he ended up not being such a cool guy. Yeah, it was because he didn't give a shit, right? He, he he was only interested in attacking Republicans. His Demo, you know, and doing some bullshit. Oh, Democrats are bad too. So yeah, this whole Wuhan thing that everybody's like uh, excited about that he he said on like, oh, he spoke truth. I don't know. I don't know. Do we have any real evidence that? Um, do we have any real fucking evidence that this was a lab leak? There's one email that got sent to Fauci that speculated this could have been man-made and people are acting like this is a fucking smoking gun. I know there's nothing in those Fauci emails. That's really uh, anything very significant, but no conservatives really blew it out of proportion. Of course, because it was, it it, it kind of like, it kind of, I saw like a vindication being like Fauci should be in jail. And it's like, for fucking, what did he do (laughs) for trying to prevent people from, drowning in their own lungs like what the fuck what the hell did he do yeah listen and, and the, the, the fucking truth is okay if it is a la- if we find out it is a lap leak tomorrow i'm gonna be the first one on the show to saying oh my god look the evidence does but right now as the evidence speaks it's not really fucking there and the reason why a lot of left lefty so quote unquote uh people who have podcasts and youtube who are like uh, getting excited about the lab leak uh, theory because they think it's a way to attract a lot of the right to come and watch their show too, like, oh, we're agreeing with you, we're actually in this with you, or you know, we're just as reactionary because it's basically saying, yeah, your paranoid delusions are actually possible. Right now, evident by evidence, right? We just don't have it. One fucking email with some biologist speculating is not dispositive in a way that indicates that the whole fucking thing is actually uh, China made. So we need to wait and see. If there's more evidence. That's all I'm going to say. What do you think, Anthony? I mean, if it did come from the China, well, the thing is, is the facts still remain the same. The big deal is that China was really not very open or quick about warning uh, the world about how dangerous this uh, virus was. Yeah, it was like their Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed pretty odd. Yeah, exactly like their Chernobyl. Basically, something bad happened. They're well aware of it. And they were basically like, oh, fuck. All right, we're going to mobilize, try and stomp this out and we can't let anyone know uh because it will embarrass us on the world stage yeah yeah and that's how every country behaves something embarrassing happens that shows incompetent bureaucracy that wasn't able to stop something in time you you're going to cover it up until it becomes impossible to cover it up and then you're gonna um and then you're gonna be like oh shit yeah this came out but we're actually doing all the appropriate steps possible to stop it yeah, so that's really the concern is China has not been very forthcoming. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe it did originate out of a, a lab, but I don't know. Even if it did, I don't think it changes up the facts very much because, like, you know, what? We're going to stop researching, you know, potential deadly pandemics? And, you know, and I don't think thing, it was a vindicate? And how does that vindicate Trump or exonerate Trump from and his pure fucking I know, it's still it? a fuck... Yeah, it's still, like, it's like... It's funny with, like, some of the uh, conservative commentary. It's like, don't wear a mask. It's not no deadlier than the flu. But also China used a bioweapon against us to bring us down to our <laughs> knees. It's like, is it a bioweapon or is it no more str- stronger than the flu? Yeah, I know. That's that's some huge cognitive dissonance right there. That's some massive double thinking happening, right? It's like, yeah, it's both super fucking deadly, but it's a bioweapon and attack on our soil. And it's not deadly. It's not like it's, you know, it's it's basically as bad as the flu. It's just right. uh, the sheeple liberals, you know, just yeah. trying to make us become well, you more know, you're like still Sharia seeing lots of the, Even with all the vaccinations and everything, you're still seeing lots of deaths in America happening in places where vaccination was very low. So it's like, yeah, COVID is okay now if you're living in a fucking state that 
uh, injected people with God knows what. But if you're looking at people in states that didn't get their fucking vaccines, they're fluoride. still dying on this. I believe it was fluoride. fluoride. Everyone knows that fluoride is used to close the third eye, and it it, it doesn't allow you to see um, what's really going on. We are about running out of time. I did have a huge. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to talk about the third eye and the uh, fluoride thing in the water. I, to I, to, I had a lot to say about how fucking stupid Bitcoin is and makes no sense, especially since Amar is not here. I wanted to use this opportunity to shit on Bitcoin, but I know. Sorry, can you believe it? All those Elon Musk fans are really pissed off at him. Yeah. And I thought, you know, for a second, oh, woohoo, more leftists. But it seems like it's just. No, there's a there's a lottery winners. Lost, yeah. yeah, there's just people who, these people who, who wanted to win money. the lottery that got pissed off that their magical currency that isn't a currency but a very speculative asset isn't going to make them any money. You know, I mean, it, it's, it was fucking delusional in the first place. Just a quick thing about Bitcoin. The only reason I don't like shit talking about is I know Mark gets sensitive about this topic because he, he's a true believer in it, but he's on here, so he's not going to listen to this. So I might as well say it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. The whole entire theory of Bitcoin, okay, is that some future you buy Bitcoin with the whole whole purpose of believing that some future guy is going to be more excited about it than you are. It's basically hot potato. It's like I'm going to buy Bitcoin at $30,000 because I believe in the future there's going to be a guy who's going to buy it at $60,000. And the person and then the person who wants to buy it at $60,000 has to believe that there's a person that wants to buy it at $90,000 in the future. So it's complete, and there's no actual any real value in it other than the belief that it's going to go up. That's kind of what makes it go up. People think, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go to the moon. It's going to go 500,000x, which doesn't make any sense. It's not based I on know, any it, value. It, it really is tulip mania. <laughs> it is. It's, there's, the tulips actually had, unlike the tulip mania, tulips had... Actually had value. Had value because a lot of why the prices were so high is because they were buying rare genetic breeds of tulips that they could farm so they would buy a brand new species that was cultivated properly included into their own tulip well i think the thing is is you're missing the very core value of bitcoin which is for wealthy people to launder their money and avoid taxes and for uh people who are buying illegal shit online right but yes i feel like that's basically the primary function is it's it's rich you know russian oligarchs or chinese billionaires to smuggle their money out of the country it's just, it's just in the end of the day, it's, it's a fucking hot potato. I think just... 50 Cent declared bankruptcy or something, and he was like, whoops, I didn't realize I had millions of dollars in Bitcoin years after. Oh, really? That's hilarious. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 50 Cent or uh, uh, some other OG rapper who declared well, bankruptcy. You, you know, you know that, doesn't, that wouldn't get him out of, not to get too much into bankruptcy law, but technically he would still have to pay that money. But they would all, do right, all right, all yeah. right. We are shutting okay, it let's down. Let's not talk about boring bankruptcy law right now. But we're, we're closing again, it every, down. All right. That was a little bit more of a rant episode at, where I was ranting at Anthony. Uh, I hope people found it interesting. Anthony, maybe what put it Of shit. course they did. Bro, you're, obviously. you're amazing. Obviously. Come on. Oh, don't, oh, don't sell dang. yourself. I don't want, sell yourself, I, sure. I, all right. All right. Let's yeah. plug our shit. All right, guys. Follow us on Twitter at RealBigBrain. Subscribe yeah, to our yeah. YouTube channel, Big Brain Chungus. You, yeah, just email us. Uh, send us everything. Oh, make sure you fucking review us on Apple Podcasts. You yeah, a five star, obviously. Five Show some star. fucking solidarity oh, over here. Yeah, solidarity so, with the left. All I want is to have a big enough audience that I can sell out. Can you guys help and, me with that? Okay. Yeah, and, and yeah, perfect. <laughs> and and put a comment in there, and we'll read yeah. the comment on air. Yes, yes, absolutely. Send All us right. your questions. Tell us what Goodbye. you think. Yes, please share every re- every reason you disagree with Anthony and every reason you agree with me. That's extremely important. All right, everybody, Sounds and good. goodbye. Yeah.